Hello, and welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, where fan fiction is the high art form that it is, the purest form of literature, and also it is January, so it is it. What is it called? Is it read a book from something with books and novels? So this month we will be exclusively in the books section of fanfiction.net, which is still an adventure. <laughs> Trust me, it's an adventure, all right. Where do you think Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came from? <laughs> uh, uh, that's not the worst zombie movie I've ever seen, though. You gotta give it that. And today, I have The Dying of the Dragons by B-H-A- Ban Finn. We're pronouncing it that way. If I'm doing it wrong, whoops, I'm old. And this one is pretty recent, actually. It's published in 2002, so October 29th, so probably the most recent one we've had on the show. And it is about Avon Targaryen, and he has a twin brother. O.C. Targaryen, self-insert. It is rated T. It is English, adventure slash drama. O.C. Amon T. Helena T. And, and it is, it is 4,924 words long, so I think, yeah, and it's uh, only one chapter, so technically, is it complete? It's, not marked as it's a good start. And let's get on with the story. And oh, you're going to love this guy's name. <laughs> it's a, you're gonna like it. <laughs> what? He mumbled as a hand shook him by the shoulder. It was the black of night outside, only a lip of bronze crusting the horizon. The sight painted his eye, sending a bolt to his forehead, and he squinted in the darkness. Too early for the morning summons, and the servants knew not to enter his chambers till dawn was well past. Something is wrong, he knew at once. What is it, Amon? What is it, Amond? Rubbing the sleep from his eyes, he saw the scarred face of his twin brother and felt the step of his chest. The greatest mark of my failure to yet. Hey, Gaemon! His, his name is Gaemon. Gee. As someone who has watched 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a real name, but if Bob Marley went to a pride parade, that's actually. <laughs> Gaemon! 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 Fantasy names are weird like that. Hey, Amon mur murmured. Amon murdered. He does. He does murder, but he murmured. A taper lit his features. The single eye colored of bright lilac bo boring into him. You need to wake up at once. Why has something happened? The blanket was all a tangle. Game on. <laughs> Game on, game on, get game on, realized. When he threw it aside, he saw that he was not alone. The girl was naked, snoring softly in her sleep, sprawled out along her side of the feather mattress, a pale thing with a shock of red hair and rather good hips. 
He tried to appeal to remember her name. Not a whore. A servant he did not know, nor did care. Give me a drink, brother, to clear my head, to smother my thoughts. <laughs> you have to say it dramatically because it's in italic. Hello, I would like a chocolate cake. Hello, I would like a chocolate cake. See the difference? The pounding was behind his eyes. Okay, that's uh, okay. The bounding was behind his eyes as he stood, nearly tipping back into the bed. Here, Amon said, pressing a goblet into his hand. Gamon drank deep. The wine was lukewarm, stale. He drank it until there was no more to be had. Then his brother took it and threw something at his chest. Gamon only managed to get dressed in that. Gamon pronouncing that right. Gamon pulled the trousers over his small clothes, head pounding all the while. Excuse me. You're not dragging me out to help you retrieve our brother again, are you? Thinking about Aegon didn't help his head. Another failure of mine. For years he had tried, toiled, and worked, and what had that gotten him? There's only so much that could be done when the odds were so heavily stacked against one's favor. The thought of leaving the Red Keep and heading down into Flea Bottom again to retrieve their older brother curdled his stomach. But Amon shook his head. No, this is not about Aegon. He's... His mien was serious, revealing nothing, and that worry game on all the more. He dressed himself in the <laughs> Oh, God. If the writer of this is an actual kick, <laughs> it's actually gay and a man, that's what... It's almost like, I made myself game on. <laughs> That's it. That's why I think that's that's why it's making me giggle. Damn it! Stop making puns, brain. And that word came on all the more. He dressed himself in the clothes at hand, trying to recall what event had occurred which would warrant such action from Amont all the while. The memories were all a blur, so faded they were meaningless—a blessing and a curse. It was in italics. Then what? He asked. Finishing the button of his doublet, he yanked on his hose and boots next. If this isn't about Aegon, then someone important had better be dead, because I don't see... Oh, gods be good. Gabon looked up at his brother, realization striking him across the face like Sir Christian Cole's morning star. How could I have forgotten? How could I have been so blind? Father! The word felt like a male fist to the gut. Lead weight in his stomach, one that took out his legs, sending him to his mattress. He's dead. <laughs> and that woman is still asleep. <coughs> Sorry. Amon didn't say anything. He needn't have, for Gamon understood. And now the dragons dance, he thought, remembering the phrase dear Helena was so wont to say. It made him chuckle. The war was all but assured now, even after all he had gone through to avoid it. A mere futile gesture in truth. Were the gods so cruel as to laugh at his efforts? Gaimon shook his head as the grin crept to his lips, pulling at his face. The laughter escaped him suddenly, sharp like squawk. His brother's reaction only had him laughing harder. If only you knew, brother, so loud was Gaimon's laughter that the girl in his bed awoke. Ah! 
she did wake up, looking uncomprehendingly at the two of them for a moment, before yanking the blanket round her apple-sized breast. No need for modesty now, dear one. The king is dead. We're all apt. Only when his laughter crumbled down to pitiful sobbing, the tears running down his cheeks, tasting a salt. Did Avon take him by the arm, hoisting him to his feet? Return to your sleep, he said. He and Gavon had a half a mind to do so, but it was the girl his brother spoke to, and she obeyed his command. Worry stretched across her heart-shaped face. Gavon wanted to yell at her to run, to leave King's Landing and get his way as far as she, as far as she possibly could. Only a wet cough escaped him. The red keep was dark and quiet as they went. Amon kept them at a brisk pace, boots ringing against the stone and floors in the empty halls. He held firm to Gamon's arm, forcing him to match stride and making escape the less viable option. His older brother was always better at the sword than he was, taking to it like a babe took to a fat teat. And there was no doubt he was strong as well. The grip, the grip felt like a vice. Gamon tried to free his arm from his brother's grasp. Let me go! Not until you stop acting a fool, Amon said, leading them down hall hallways on a path Gamon knew. A small council's chambers led this way, a place he loved to visit for all that remain all, uh, all remained was another mark of his failings, richly furnished in schemes and plots. A fool, I'm not the one who wrote you from your bed, informed you of your father's death, and now I'm marching you to the small council for some reason only the gods know. If I am the fool, then you are the monkey. This is all just some mummer's shape. Gamon stumbled forward two steps as Amon released him. He caught himself against an enameled suit of steel plate and turned to his brother. The expression he saw on Amon's face was one hewn from stone, yet in that single eye a war of emotions raged. There is no jape, brother. The small council's meeting and they have barred the doors. No one is allowed in or out. Why wake me, then, demanded Gaemon, stepping up to his brother. They are of a height, identical in nearly every way, yet to Gaemon it seemed that Amon towered over him. To help you barge into the meeting, one more pair of hands won't help you get through the doors. Even if we get in, what of it? I don't sit the council, and neither do you. None of them will listen to a word you have to say. They won't, they won't listen to me. They never have. Gaemon didn't expect the slap. He didn't see it coming. What? Didn't expect. Oh, they were okay. There was a slap. He didn't see it coming. It was so sudden that for a moment he didn't know why he was reeling back. His right ear ringed like a bell. The splitting in his head ceased sharply. His cheeks smarted. Don't tell me you've turned deaf as well as drunk, Amon said. And Gamon scoffed. He was no drunk, merely indulging in the wine with his latest and final. Well, uh, and wine. When his latest and final attempt had failed him, all that work had been for nothing. Why should I not enjoy my final days? Was it too much to ask of him? When the war loomed, was it too much to ask of him? When the hold on. When the war loomed over them like a great black shadow, maybe it was. You know what they you know what they have been planning. Gamon frowned at his brother. How could I not? Last night's dinner proved a sharp reminder, disaster as it was. It had been going so well. Their dying father had united them. The two halves of the family had reconciled. If only just 
An uneasy peace had been forged, only to be shattered by his nephew Luke's poor jape, and Amon's razor thin temper and his veiled insults. Right there in the palm of his hand, Gamon had the pieces to smother the conflict dead, but before, but before he could act, they were snatched away. It had happened so quickly he hadn't even realized till the fight was all but over. So close at hand, yet so impossibly out of reach. Amon did not look ashamed of his actions, not even a little. Gamon didn't expect it of him, not after he had been so grievously lied to. When Amon had, yeah, had snuck out, snuck out to... Oh, getting all stuffy. Had snuck out to claim Vagar in the dead of night, all after Gaemon had provided a suitable alternative. Take Silverwing, he had offered his twin. Thor had only recently become his own dragon, claiming a feat of bravery that had even drawn praise from their kingly father. And with one twin riding the old king's mount, Gaemon had reasoned the other could ride the good queen's. No harm would come of it, he knew. But second sons ever did like being pitied, even less so by third sons. The night that night had ended with Amon losing an eye, their mother getting a new hatred for Rhaenyra, and Gaemon and Gaemon another mark on the list of failings. I am the fool's fool for being so blind. No, I am the fool for thinking I could trust any of them to change. Gaemon turned to leave and found he could not. Something held him in his place, amidst the dark hallways of the Red Keep, but only by flicking candles in the haze of dawn. Gods be good, I am to play the fool once more. I do not know what they plan, he said to Amon. What do you mean to do about it? Amon's reply was simple. I mean to take a seat at the table. It was a simple statement, said in the same tone that a man might use to say, I decided the color red takes my fancy today. But Gaemon could only worry as he followed his brother's determined pace. The men on the small council were schemers all grasping at any and all power they could, and tonight they will be taking the lion's share of the prize, a poison prize, he thought quietly, as the image of King Viserys with half his face missing was still fresh before his mind's eye. But when, but when has ambition ever been tempered by reason? Has ambition? Okay. They continued the rest of the way in silence. Gabon found himself running through his memories of what was to come. Muddled as they were by time and wine, Luke's death would be the spark for a full-blown whore. Then he knew for certain. He did not need to remember to know the hatred Avon held for their nephew. It simmered in him e ever since, even since Driftmark, rolling like magma. <laughs> Boiling hot magma. On a <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, it's a stupid show. Unabated by anything Gamon had tried, they could not be allowed to face one another alone, for it would be for it would only end in death, and war would follow. Then there was Aegon, married in depravity and impulsively as he was. Sorry, not married. Marred in depravity and impulsivity as he was. I need more coffee. Our king to be. The thought made Gaemon chuckle, and he pitied them all for what was to come if he failed this last time. Especially Helene and the children. There's a beast beneath the boards. Standing on either side of the doors to small council chambers were knights of House Hightower. Sworn to defend and obey, the hand of the king's men watched as they approached in silence. Standing taller with hands resting on their sword belts and princes. As the princess neared, when Amon stopped to grab the door handle, the knights blocked his path. 
No one is to enter the small council chamber until the business of the small council is finished. Amon's smile was a thin one. He looked at the knight on his right. Step easier, sir, or do you truly wish to know what a dragon's flames feel like when they roast the flesh from your bones? The Lord Hand... We are princes of the realm, Gaemon responded. Do our grandfather tell you to forbid us entry as he did for everyone else? The knights exchanged a look. He bid us let no one enter. Thankfully for you, neither I nor my brother are what you would call no one, so please step aside. We cannot. Amon ignored the man and simply pushed his way through. The knights had their orders, but Gaemon suspected that they would not dare lay a hand on a prince. Orders be damned. He followed his brother as the doors of the small council chambers were opened by a, sil by a sliver, just enough to squeeze through. The knights did not stop him, and when he was past the threshold, the sight around the center table that met them had game on wanting for a strong drink. We're too late. He shut the doors and, spa and spared the cor spared, sparred. spared the corpse of Lord Lyman Beesbury, thumped against the table at a momentary glance. Nothing the way the man bled from the the man bled from his head wound. No, noting the way the man bled from his uh, I cannot read today. Eh, I'm too late. The silence from the rest of the room was uncomfortable as it was sudden. Amon broke it with a little hum of acknowledgement, stepping around Sir Harold Westerling and Sir Christian Cole, both knights of the King's Guard, bearing excuse me, bearing steel at the other. It was all Gaemon could do to to not simply turn and leave. Instead, his feet found their way towards the side table with its with its empty glasses and flagons of wine and water. He poured himself a glass of wine to quell his uneasy stomach, he told himself. The lie tasted sweet. Amon, their, mother, their mother's voice sounded hoarse. Gaemon spared her a glance and found that her eyes were red from crying. Her skin was pale with fear, and tiredness clung to her like a shaw. When she found his gaze, brown eyes wide with emotion, Gaemon looked away. He didn't wish to see the grief and devastation and confusion in her eyes any more than he had to. Gaemon, what are you two doing here? The king is dead, mother, Raymond said, rounding the table. Gaemon watches his brother drag two chairs from their place by the window, placing them beside the seat of their grandfather at the hand of the king, Sir Otto Hightower. He sat in the one next to their grandfather. Now the small council means to crown Aegon as king. Ought the rest of the family have a say in this? No one spoke. The sheathing of swords filled the silence, the lower commander of the king's guard eyeing Sir Criston with distrust. Gaemon could only agree with the man. Rhaenyra had him besmirch his honor, and now he clings to what up to what oaths he has left like a drowning man. He couldn't even fault the man. What other course of action was there for him to take? What is there to say? Gaemon asked, gesturing to the room with his glass. Some of the wine spilled from the room onto the storm floors. Our father is dead, as is Lord Beesbury. And now here we are all, all are speaking of, of treason. Plotting to usurp Rhaenyra's crown and throne, giving it to Aegon instead. It is not treason, my prince, responded Lord Wilde. W-I-L-Wild-Wild-Wild-Wild-Wild-Wild. Wild. <laughs> Wild we'll, we'll call them that. Call them that. Called Iron Rod, but by the small folk, the master of laws was as stern in his in his administration of the law as he was now in his tone of voice. The king changed his mind and wished for Prince Aegon to succeed him. 
When was this? Skamon threw his wine aside and made for the table. He grabbed the back of the Grand Master's chair to steady himself. This is news to me, my lord. As of the last night, my eldest sister was still Princess of Dragonstone and heir to the Iron Throne. If you mean to tell me that my father changed his mind on a matter so important as the succession without consulting anyone. Gaemon, Otto Hightower rose from his seat. The king made his wishes known to the queen and her alone. Right, how could I have forgotten? Gaemon looked to his mother and found that she had been, she had tears pricked at the corner of her eyes. The Allison Hightower he knew as his mother was a regal woman, always composed and stately, yet here he found a widow grieving for her husband. So you all truly mean to crown Aegon as king? Aemon asked. He is the king's firstborn son, to the master of coins, Sir Tyland Lannister. The son that his grace <coughs> wished to succeed him, added Ironrod. We can't, said Gaemon. He gripped the crown of the Grand Master's chair, Uncle White. We all know that Aegon has no wish to rule, and that God save us all when he is crowned away. The Lord retook his seat. Whether he wishes to it or it not is of no matter to us. King Viserys declared that Aegon was to succeed him to the Iron Throne as his heir, so it shall be done. Your brother will sit the Iron Throne. Would that be for the betterment of the realm? Amond asked. Why not crown someone who is more suited for the responsibilities of the throne? Someone who has not wasted his time on drinks and horror, shirked his duty at every chance, but he was actively but has actively worked towards them. I ask you all, would Aegon truly be a good king? What are you saying? What are you saying? asked Sir Tyland. That you should be crowned as king? I would be a far better king than Aegon ever would. You are the second son, said Ironrod. What you speak of is impossible. I beg to differ, Aemon said. Aegon has said many times say, Ugh. has said many times that he does not want for the Iron Throne. What of Rhaenyra, the queen said. She will never allow for Aegon to take her crown to usurp her throne. Otto Hightower inclined his head at that. The former heir cannot, of course, be allowed to remain free and draw support to her claim. Gaiman's grip snapped. If we crown Aegon, there will be war. His head was pounding and the fingers were pained from the pressure. Gaiman relaxed his grip and the piece of wood he had broken from the Grand Master's chair fell to the ground. A war that will divide the realm and this family. One that we might not win. Most likely, said Sir Tywin, for a war to happen, that is. If it comes of that, we will most assuredly win on the field of battle. <laughs> By my account, the Greens control more dragons than Rhaenyra and her blacks. Prince Aegon rides Sunfire. Prince Aemon rides the largest dragon of the largest of all the dragons, the mighty Vagar. You, my prince, ride the old king's dragon, Vermithor. Wherever, wherever the Bronze Fury goes, Silverwing is not far behind. Princess Helena has Dreamfire, and Prince Daeron rides Tessarion. Tessarion is too small. Helena has barely ridden Dreamfire. I have no command over Silverwing, nor her comings and goings, Gaemon shook his head. The odds are not so heavily stacked in our favor as you might think, Sir Tylan. Daemon has Caraxes, Rhaenyra's has Melis, Rhaenyra has, has Cyrax, her sons have Vermax, Arax, and Triaxes. Tyraxes, not Triaxes, not Tri. Triaxes! <laughs> Triaxes! Taraxes! Me can pronounce words good. Be that as it may, Otto said, a war will only come if Rhaenyra refuses our offer. Gaemon saw that his mother looked as if she did not recognize her own father. And just what is that? she asked. She and her family will be given the opportunity to publicly swear ob obeisance 
to the king? Oh, oh, that was a misspelling. That will never happen today, Mon. She has Damon and her strong boys around her. That's not capitalized either. Ooh, ooh, things are getting dicey. And none of them would bend the knee to Aegon. They don't fear him. Grandmaster or or will or or O R W I L E. Okay, or will cleared his throat. Mayhaps being feared does not make one a good king, their mother said. Viserys was a good king, and he wasn't feared by the people. He was loved. And so too will Prince Aegon, said Ironrod. Gaemon scoffed. Then you, my lord, are blind in death. If we crown death. If we crown Aegon as king, there will be a war, and the small folk will soon grow to hate their new king. Rainier and the blacks will not take this usurpation of her throne lying down. She will fight a war for the Iron Throne, and if not her, then Daemon will. So, Sir Tyland offered, something must be done about that, no? Aemon looked down the length of the table to the Master of Coin. You suggest to have her killed? It will be an unsavory task, Ido said, but one that must be done to ensure Aegon's succession to the Iron Throne, a sacrifice for peace. You fools, Gaemon thought, you utter fools. If we kill Rhaenyra, there will be war. He looked to all those sitting at the table, wanting so desperately to make them see reason. Daemon will fly to King's Landing and mount all our heads on a spike around Magor's Holdfast. Is that what you wish to see, Grandfather, the heads of your family on spikes? One way or another, Gaemon, there will be war. Rhaenyra and her children are a threat to Aegon's reign. The opposition is true as well. Were, were Rhaenyra to sit the Iron Throne? <laughs> it's Redneck House of the Dragon with even more embryo. Oh, God. God damn it, Daenerys. You're my sister and I love you. I'm going to marry you to a horseman. Oh, God. Redneck Game of Thrones. Where Redneck is at the Iron Throne. All of Viserys' children, my Alicent, would be thrust to her reign. And Daemon would not hesitate to remove them. You know what to be true as does Aemon this way you can't be done. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, that's I'm not reading it. Bad idea. That costs extra. It can't be done quietly and quickly. <clears throat> I, Daemon, looked around the room again and found that everyone agreed with the hand's reasoning. Even Sir Herod Resterling, the lower commander of the King's Guard, did not refute it. I, Lyman Beesbury's corpse continued to spill. <laughs> a steady drip, 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 coming started to puddle around the stone floor. His throat felt as tight as a knob. They don't listen to what I have to say. I have no place here. If you all intend to plan a war, so be it. I will have no part. Why is no one getting rid of the uh, uh, oh, it's a decor choice. Then he turned and left them. No one called to stop him. Uh, is that corpse? What if they need that chair? What? Anyway, then he turned and left them. No one called to stop him. Not when he walked around the dead Lord Beesbury. No. When he opened the doors and stalked past the night standing guard, why would they? 
The lords of the small council have been plotting to assault Aegon on the throne. The mo- The mo- The mo- Oh, I think I should say since the moment he had been born. For number four, Gaemon's feet took him along the hallways of the Red Keep to where he knew not. He simply walked. This life was a blessing and a damnable curse. Surely the gods were laughing at him for all his efforts had been naught for naught. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. In the early years, he had pledged himself to make changes, to steer the family and their realm away from the war that was inevitable. But only so much could be done, and what little progress he gained was not enough, not truly. Rhaenyra was too old and too distant to make any sort of connection. By the time Gaemon commanded to string a sentence together, Rhaenyra was already out of reach. Excuse me. Aegon was a mess of a child, and then a downward spiral as he grew. No amount of time spent together. Time spent together had changed a boy who sought satisfaction and validation from increasingly depraved sports. Sorts. That's not depraved sports. There's probably a lot of depraved <laughs> depraved sorts. Amon was little better, being the second son to such a brother as Aegon, curbing the jealousy had been a futile effort, and the continued lack of a dragon had only fueled the growing resentment. Not even the offer of Silverwing had tempered it. Only, only into- Ow! Inflaming. Dayron? Gaemon barely had time to get to know him before he was shipped off to Old Town, fostering with Lord Ho Hobart Hightower in that great city that didn't smell of shit. Then there was Helena. Best not to think of his sweet sister for now. Gaemon sighed as he found himself back in his chambers. Sunlight streamed through the windows, a bright haze alighting at the scattered books and scrolls. Last night's wine was where he had left it, resting upon the windowsill overlooking the Blackwater Rush. The headache was abating, yet he still had a thirst. In this bed, Gaemon found the girl asleep, looking peaceful in a world that was about to die face first into chaos. He sat on the edge of the mattress and shook her by the shoulder. Wake up. She blinked awake, brown eyes beating his own. My prince? Your name? Lara? The name didn't spark any memory of the time they had spent together the previous night. I apologize for what you saw earlier, and for forgetting your name. I come. Game on certain searched about the room for her clothes. You need to get dressed. No doubt someone is missing you right now. You're a servant in the Red Keep, right? I am, my prince. Lara covered herself with a blanket as she stood, dragging it off the bed as she went. Game on stood, could still make out the shape of her hips, seeing the pale slip of her leg. Handmade to Princess Helena. Your best, you best move with haste, then, he said, finding the discarded clothes underneath an overturned chair. He tossed her the wrinkled dress and small clothes, righted the chair, and ran a hand through his hair. It's about time for the castle to awake. My sister will need help with the children. Game on watch as she hastily dressed and scurried out of the room, alone with only the words of, of dead men to keep him company. He sighed. There's a beast beneath the boards. Gaiman didn't exactly remember what that was supposed to mean, but he knew it wasn't good. None of Helena's premonitions led to good things. By the window sill, he gazed out at King's Landing, to the, to the hill of Rhaenys, where the dragon pit stood, and the hill of Visenya adorned with hundreds of little homes and shops. There was no great step to be found. Gaiman finished off last night's wine and went about arming himself. And dagger, and dagger would do for now, for a sword would only invite undue attention. 
The rat keep was, awake, was awaking all around him as he made for his sister's shared apartments. Serving bunches and young pages went about the day's business, Targaryen guardsmen in black mail and red cloaks bearing the three-headed dragon marched with purpose about their rounds, saluting as he went by. He saw none of the minor lords and ladies of his father's court, nor any of their servants. All he saw were the men of the household guard. Gaiman found his sister where he knew she where he knew she would be. The rooms were, her rooms were large and open. Most of the furniture pushed to the walls for a large open floor covered in mirrorish carpets. If there, it was there that the children played. The little twins Jaharis and Jahara with their painted blocks, and the and the year old Maylor besides them toddling about. Off to the side, Helena sat with her embroidery, stitching at another bug with her colorful thread. Gaiman sat beside her and took her hand, squeezing softly when she jerked up to meet his gaze. Helena, her profile eyes were wide and searching. Her hand squeezed back. Gaiman, you look tired. Aye, I am, he said, a grin tugging at his lips. I feel tired as well. You need to rest more. Gaiman, wait. Gaiman, okay. Was that so, that was supposed to be a, okay, thought. We're only at five or four thousand words, so not bad. You need to rest more, Gaiman smiled at that, knowing how little sleep he would be getting in the days to come. I shall take your words of wisdom to heart, but I've not come for a polite talk, Helena. I'm here as the bearer of sad news. You're leaving, aren't you? The tears came forth suddenly, and her arms were around his own. The embroidery of an incomplete spider forgotten to the side. Please, you can't go. You promised to save for our... Helena, Gaiman took her face in his hands, wiping away her tears with his thumbs. Do not speak of what you know is not true. God stab me, I'm the wine to all seven hells. The heaven is, I'm not going anywhere. My place has always been the King's Landing and the Red Keep. Always. Still, Helena wept, clinging to him. Gaiman held her close, an arm wrapped around her shoulder, her face buried in his neck. The children noticed their mother's distress. The twins peering up from their colored blocks, Aegon's deep purple eyes meeting him with their confusion. It takes little convincing to return them to their play. Helena's tears turning into the occasional sniffle. Her prophetic words mumbled under her breath. There's a beast beneath the boards. Little Mailer crawled over to them, ignoring his siblings, and game on watch as he clambered uneasily, uneasily to his feet. Those eyes of bright lilac were wide and curious, too familiar for his liking. It was like looking in a mirror. He turned away to the other children, to his dear sister. Gaimon took an unsteady breath, tightening his hold, brushing the silvery locks from her face. I'm sorry, Helena, he said softly. Our father is dead. I'm sorry. I failed us all. And that was... The Dying of the Dragons, and if you were keeping track, that was only five very minor grammatical errors with a few odd missing words in there. So pretty grammatically, structurally, very, very, very sound, actually. And this person knows their lore very, very well, especially that there was no great sub note, because that was built later. So, honestly, they did their research, uh, but I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's the overdramatic italics. That's, they're very cliche. 
Oh no, let me say an overly dramatic italics. They're very cliche. <laughs> I don't. I, uh, I have a love hate relationship with those, so those were kind of throwing me off, and it's just. Gamon doesn't have a backstory. I know it's self-insert OC, but like I failed to solely have these plans. What was your plan? It's like it's kind of hard. I think Gamon needs a good backstory. That's what. That's you know what? I could I could get over the the accidental pun name, but uh, I don't know. I'm not really rallying behind Gamon or really like implying that he was maybe the father of the kid. Did they replace him with that Amon Helena? Maybe they did. I don't know. I see. I'm not sure. Oh, I like the structure, but I don't. Uh, it's hard to describe. If you like it, the, the House of the Dragon, definitely read it. But I think just Game On needs a little bit more development. I'd be, I'd be very happy with the story. So yeah, that was the Dying of the Dragons, and let's see what else Bahin Finn has written. A lot of House of the Dragons, Game of Thrones stuff. So if you like Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, oh, some Harry Potter stuff. So. If you like English stuff or stuff that's set in England adjacent, <laughs> wait! She wrote Master of Death and Wielder of Infinity. That was... Damn, that's one of my favorites. So, so, yeah, give this game on, guys, some backstory, and I'll definitely come back and read that again. It's a little bit too self-insert OC for my taste a little, but you, uh, you might like it. So, if you like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, and A Song of Ice of Fire, definitely go... Definitely go read some of her stuff, and dang. And there's a Star Wars one? So, uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this down. Because if I need some actual good... <laughs> See? I do not just pick the bad ones on purpose. I am not. I'm not that fun. <laughs> it's B H A N F H E N. So yeah. So definitely, I would say. Huh. And she has an A O three, which is archive of our own. If you're not cool. And yeah, I'd say mostly wacky. Elsom. So, yeah, so they've been right since Join 2021 profile update. So, they're pretty prolific, actually. So, uh, not bad. Just get this game on, guys, and more backstory. And I, I'm a happy camper with that. And that was Wide World of Fan Fiction. If you like the show, um, we also read other stories. And next week, do you want to know what the story is next week? It is called Multiverse Malfunction, and it is... <laughs> okay, this might have been one of the crack fanfiction ones. You're welcome. Scarlet and Red fight for Bonnie and all of humanity in time and space. Oh, was this the Gone with the Wind Doctor Who... 
Oh my gosh, I think it is. I didn't label. You know what? It's gone with the wind sci-fi next week if you're into that. So, and that's also more recent too. So if you like recent stuff, check out the book section. And thank you for listening. And also, you don't forget, you can submit your own fan fiction to this show. And I'll, well, if you're very, very, very brave, I'd submit my own, but that's nepotism. <laughs> See, there's a line. I pick bad fan fiction on purpose, but I don't do nepotism. <laughs> I have a soul, although I'm ginger. And... <laughs> Yeah, and also if you uh, or if you, we also do sponsors too, since I like money. And you might not have to ask for sponsors usually, but hey, it's a, it's free. And they, so thank you for, <laughs> so thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, and you know what? Go read an actual book. You're supposed to do that this month.